Hello, neighbor. Welcome to our third season of The Book Stoop. And if you're new here, let me help you get to where you're going. So, you're going to go past the corner bodega and down the block from the Fresh Cuts Barbershop. And there you'll find a brick row house at the intersection of Literature Place and Social Justice Boulevard. That's where you'll find our stoop. Our host, Amanda Lytle, will be there to welcome you to the conversation. The Book Stoop is the place for the hottest takes on book culture, nerd culture, current events, with best-selling authors, change makers, and risk takers, our favorite people. And I'm Rebecca Baruki, president of Row House Publishing. Now, come on in and meet Amanda. Thanks, Bex. Hey, friend. Let me be the second to welcome you to our spot, The Book Stoop. I feel incredibly honored to be the host of this podcast, and I'm so grateful to have you here. Today on The Book Stoop, I'm speaking with Juliana Rose. Juliana Rose is an illustrator and magic tool maker. They have studied world building, time traveling, and tarot at the Cecilia Weston Spiritual Academy. They have created artwork for children's books, ad agencies, grocery stores, and apparel. Juliana enjoys smoking weed and snacking, gardening, pulling tarot cards, having deep conversations, hiking, swimming, and magic making. They are mixed race, Korean and white, and currently live in the desert with their partner and dog, Shimmy. In the conversation today, Juliana tells us all about their relationship to cannabis and how it started and has evolved. We hear about the perspective shifts on plants as medicine, and how it's become part of a toolkit for creativity. Juliana shares their excitement about the 420 tarot deck and how they've worked through creative blocks, weaving through spirituality and creativity. They offer a caveat for white people and people of color with white privilege when using the deck and personal suggestions for starting a meditative ritual and relationship with cannabis. Juliana and I are not experts and content discussed in this podcast should not be taken as professional or medical advice. Before we jump in, I want to invite you to share the book stoop with your community. If you're loving this episode, grab a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Pub. Every share, five-star rating, and written review helps us find more listeners and climb the charts. So we're super grateful for your help. We start our chats on the book stoop with a rather fitting question. So what are you reading these days? I have been listening to, actually, I just finished listening to the This Poison Heart series um, by, I wrote it down, Kaylin Bayron, I believe. It's so, oh, YA. I've been super into YA Mm -hmm. lately. Um, And this teenager, she has like magic powers where plants uh, respond to her and will grow and she's uh, immune to like poisonous plants and stuff so she can like make poisonous stuff um highly recommend it very good okay isn't it neat how you can just completely escape into another realm another world when you're reading something like that because it's so far away from reality but what I did pick up what you've just said is about like plants and ultimately these plants have the ability to establish relationships because I know that you have a pretty special relationship to a specific plant and I'd love to dive into this today you know even with cannabis so let's just jump in right there because I know that there's a lot of excitement built up with your 420 tarot deck thank you um first off that was an excellent segue I (laughs) 
uh, just give you some props there. Uh, let me see. Cannabis. Yeah. What am I going to say about this? Well, maybe just start with like how cannabis and you started your relationship. I started young when I was like 14 is when I first started smoking weed. But I have to say I probably wasn't consciously using or working with cannabis until I was probably like early 30s, where I started to realize also in part because I was in therapy at the time that cannabis really helped me when I had when I had depressive episodes because I uh, I do have depression. And it was like the only thing as I was like circling the drain where depression can take you. Mm. Sometimes it was the only thing that was like keeping my head above water. So from that point, my relationship with cannabis shifted from something that's like, let's go get high. Let's go get fucked up. Mm -hmm. Let's just, you know, to like, this is a tool, a magic tool for me creating like a better life, Mm -hmm. honestly, for myself. So then when I started with tarot, because cannabis had already been integrated really into my everyday life consciously, it was just a natural pairing from the start. Mm -hmm. So question as well with just the paradigm shift. Do you remember what it was or what had happened when you were able to identify cannabis as a tool? Like did something really shapeshift for you? I think... It was like I would be having these arguments with my partner and they would happen. And then I would just find my mind like would do that swirl and with the same terrible stories rolling around in my head, rolling around in my head. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize like, oh, and then if I smoke some weed or an edible kicks in, that story stops. And just giving yourself that option, that break you know, from these like thoughts that will terrorize you really. It was really eye-opening to me. Mm -hmm. I'm also curious about your relationship with tarot because ultimately the next step I want to go into right now with you is the merge, the relationship between 420 and tarot and how that's come into your own realm. But maybe just back up and tell me about tarot in your life. Yeah, tarot was something also I didn't come to until... I had a shitty job and I was an asshole and I got fired from it. I would have fired me. And when I started working for myself, I realized because I had been in all these like toxic work environments, I had like no idea how to trust myself. I was completely turned around. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know how to get anything. And luckily, because I was in therapy at the time, I realized like this is an issue And I need to figure out how to get center myself again, find myself again. And I wish I could remember what led to what. But one day I just bought a tarot deck off of Etsy and started asking, smoking weed, asking the cards questions and then like Googling the answers and like looking at like bitty tarot, teaching myself and starting to realize like stuff that I thought some my opinions, like some of it actually made some sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the cards were reflecting back to me that like I did have a clue really. Mm-hmm. It's that self-inquiry. I love that you've called it a tool as well because that tool for self-inquiry and intuition as well. It's kind of like using them as a prompt or as a tool to really dig a little bit deeper and get curious. And I can definitely understand how the cannabis would help you with the self-inquiry and exploration of that. Okay, so now 
with your own creative process. Tell me about 420 Tarot, your own creation here. Oh man, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. You know, it was created just for myself, just really for me to see, can I do this? You know, um, can I take on a project like this? I had been so creatively blocked for so many years and that kind of creative blockage is painful, you know? And then like also being in these like toxic work environments that creatively traumatized me, to be honest, the taking on this project of 420 Tarot where I didn't have any sort of timeline for myself no expectations except for I was going to enjoy myself when I sat down to draw the cards. And that was it. That was, and I was going to finish. Didn't matter when, but those were my two expectations. And I stuck to it. I had a great time smoking weed, listening to stories, listening to podcasts and drawing each one of these cards. Mm. I love how pre-recording you had mentioned that there's this trifecta between cannabis, spirituality, and creativity. And I can now hear that that's really how this process had unfolded for you. So if, can I just open-endedly just throw out the idea of the linkage between cannabis, spirituality, and creativity for you to just share some perspectives? Yeah, for me, spirituality and creativity feel like the same thing. And I think that they are for a lot of people, maybe everyone, honestly. Um, But that cannabis was really what helped me tie the two together and realize like I get into these spaces the same way actually and they come out of those spaces the same way and these spaces are most I don't know I don't know if effective is the right word but I benefit the most when I go into these spaces having a good time Mm mm-hmm So what helps aside from cannabis and just feeling super regulated with your nervous system? What else ensures a good time? Well, for those who are like maybe new to combining cannabis and spirituality or something or creativity, Mm -hmm. I do always recommend like doing something that you really like that's not in any of those spaces. Maybe it's like listen to music or go take a walk. Um, while you imbibe with cannabis and it's like you bring that energy that magic that has stewed and brewed in you to your spiritual practice to your creative practice and you're gonna you're gonna see a difference Mm -hmm. understanding that we are in no way shape or form promoting this usage or that we are have any sort of medical background you know for advice I'd love for you to share your own Um, your own opinion or your own perspectives on someone who's really interested in exploring and combining cannabis with spirituality and creativity and how a really gentle practice could form or start? First, I would say like have some sort of relationship with cannabis, you know, explore what that is. Do you like edibles? Do you like to vape? What strains are not making you feel good? You know, doing a little bit of journaling around that. Um, I'm in a book club actually run by uh, Tammy Pettigrew. She's the cannabis cutie on Instagram. It's a good book club, but she always recommends um, journaling your own cannabis experiences because we're all different. We literally are all different. Mm -hmm. So let, you know, at least be dabbling there. And then when you are ready to bring that into your spiritual or creative practices, I would experiment. I would really 
you know, find out what method of consumption, which blends you mix stuff up. I take an edible, I hit my vape, I do. uh, And then I drink a can of drink, like whatever those things are and figure out which knobs they turn up or turn down in you. Mm -hmm. You know, like my blend for going to the tarot cards is different than when I'm like going on a meditative journey. Mm. Okay, that's really interesting. Something sparked, you know, this question in me to wonder what some of your biggest breakthroughs have been, like the holy shit moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is super transformative. I don't know if I can like name like a moment, but if I just look back at how different my life is today from when I, the day I started drawing 420 tarot, it is completely different. This deck and the magic in it has transformed my life. Socially, way cooler friends, creatively freed me up in a way that I didn't expect, you know, especially having been blocked for so long. Oh my God, what a fucking relief that, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, I know how to take care of my creativity now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Actually, can I say something about the magic of the deck? Yes, please. So I just want to make it clear in case I don't, I just, you know, clear expectations helps everybody. The magic of the deck is accessible to everyone, but there is a caveat for white people and people of color with white privilege, like myself included, mm-hmm. where because this idea of creating your dream life, creating a life where you can do, you're spending your time doing what you want, you know, that's what 420 Tarot is about, but it's also like wrapped up in a lot of privilege, right? To be able to have that kind of life. And so the caveat for white people and people with white privilege is you must be doing something daily to improve the lives, the joy and fight for the joy and liberation of black and brown people. If you're not doing that and you want to pick up this deck and like, you know, pull cards, you're going to be cursed. The magic is protected by a curse. It's real. It just, I need to make the warning clear. I cannot stop smiling. Oh, and I have so much gratitude and appreciation for you with that. And now I have another question because recognizing that even in your share there, being biracial with Korean and white, I'm really curious about how, as you've named, that in the process of enjoying this 420 deck by using the magic within the deck, by calling on the magic from the deck, as a give back, as a way to extend your privilege, to use your privilege to uplift those around you, the black and brown community, in what ways do you do this? Number one, I try to be extra, extra, an extra good friend to my black and brown friends. Mm-hmm. Donate money. There's a lot of good causes mm-hmm. to donate money to, of course. I think being a cannabis consumer, you need to be supporting black and brown mm-hmm. uh, cannabis dispensaries, own dispensaries, and as well as products, even if it's out of your way, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's not the most convenient, that needs to be happening. Yeah. If you're white and have or have white privilege and you are not doing that actively in cannabis, like for sure you're cursed, like just, Mm -hmm. just go. And just thinking about how to make, making everyone's dream life equitable in reach within reach of everyone, you know, supporting black and brown artists, even following them on Instagram, uh, sharing their work, purchasing their work, crediting their work, 
providing opportunities for people to have time to create. Yeah, now I'm like just lecture. Now I'm just lecturing what right. other people should do. But I really like that one. And yeah, really great organizations. Project Edison in the Bay Area. They provide stipends for Black and Black trans and queer therapists in the Bay Area, mm. giving them time to rest. Like, don't, give them money. Mm-hmm. Give them money. Yes. Um, people who need the rest the most getting the rest. Mm. Um, another thing, white people and people with white privilege is to hassle your friends who are also white and have white privilege. People will not do anything sometimes unless someone is constantly riding their ass. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't want to be cursed by the deck, ride your friends, your white friends, friends with white privilege. If you're white, do not hassle. (laughs) Do not hassle your friends of color who have privilege, white privilege. Leave them alone. Just focus on your white friends. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like you're irresponsible for your demographic, basically. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they're they're also supporting black and brown cannabis businesses and entrepreneurs. Make sure they're donating money. Make sure that they are doing anything, everything you do too. Mm -hmm. I love everything that you have just said so much. I'm just like, keep going. So, so good. And yeah, ride your friend's asses. I love it. Everything (laughs) that you've just said is just... And especially when I start to think about the intersections with which, you know, the book stoop rides under from Row House, looking at intersections of social justice and wellness. There's so much that you've just shared that amplifies all of that. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. And then back to the inspiration thing. There was so much that I was curious about your inspiration, Um, starting to look at the work that you're doing, the creative process that goes into it, the spirituality that you sit with and that you sit in exploring cannabis what keeps you inspired and what gives you the most inspiration? Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like in some way it's more about not killing your creativity fire or getting blocked rather than getting inspiration, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that looks like, you know, being very conscious about what kind of content you're consuming. You know, you're not just listening to garbage all the time or even like background noise, I think that you it, it helps to be a little more conscious of stuff like that. Moving your body, journaling, it's like keeping those daily, doing those daily things to make sure everything's moving, mm-hmm. right? Because then, I don't know, I, I just feel like inspiration is fucking anywhere then. Mm-hmm. You know, you're available for it anywhere. Of course, there's like ways I think you can sit down. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So this is what I do. Live, you know, trying to live my life, keeping everything in flow. I like to smoke a lot of weed. And then I like to go on meditative journeys with the 420 tarot fairy gnomes. Mm -hmm. And they give me so many good ideas. Oh, my God. Every single time I could even close my eyes and journey with them for three minutes and know that something valuable is going to come out of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was helpful. Yeah, very helpful. Do you have like a ritual or or like a meditative process that you sink into when you start exploring with cannabis? Yes. So actually, I think this is, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this. Important for everybody to come up with something like this. When you close your eyes to go on your journey after smoking a lot of weed, how you get into the journey and how you come out 
you need to figure out what that looks like for you. So mine actually just recently shifted, but before what it looked like for me is when I closed my eyes, I would shrink myself down to the size of a mouse and I would run over to the 420 tarot deck. And there I would see my, one of my 420 tarot fairy gnomes. We would say, hi, little greeting. And then they would open a trap door for me somewhere in the 420 tarot box and I would climb through it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I would enter the journey. And then every time when I was like finished with the journey, I would go back out the same way, go back out through the trap door, say goodbye. Thank you. Run back over to my, where I was sitting before and my mouse size body becomes full size again. Hmm. I love the visual that even just you explaining that and sharing that. Thank you with us was, I I can totally see that. Can I ask, um, I have an idea of where you're going with just even the shrinking in size. Is that more metaphorical or is that more of like that spiritual practice of like an ego an ego shrinking I mean honestly I don't know this it's like it's just like what I what happens like thinking about it I think it helped me maybe connect to my body actually Mm -hmm. you know like thinking about my body shrinking grounded me maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. but yeah and I do I think don't overthink it right don't think Mm -hmm. like I need to have this represented I need to make sure close your eyes see where you where you go and maybe try going to that spot again mm. the first you know your next time and always come back out the way you came in hmm. i love that you've also named that you don't because i think for myself my patterning has just always kept me in such a logical brain and it's not that it's blocking necessarily the creativity because thank goodness i have such an innate sense of curiosity where i just play with that you know, and I feel like that really helps me navigate tough times because I sit with, you know, all of the questions. How does that feel? Why does it feel that way? What would make you feel better? Well, what if this happened? You know? Yeah. So I can really, really appreciate you naming that you don't have to have an answer for everything and not everything has to be a sign for something else. Yeah. Yeah. If it feels easy and natural for you, that's like answer enough. That's, you know, shows you the way enough. Mm -hmm. What do you see for your own relationship with cannabis moving forward? Oh my God. I want to make magical cannabis products. I want to have potions. I want to have pixie dust. Well, actually it'll be fairy gnome dust. You know, cannabis is truly such a magical potent plant and really figuring out those rituals, what kinds, um, all of that, that brings enhances your magical powers I want to make that Mm -hmm. I want to make that well I want to like have someone else make it but I'm like there helping configure everything okay this has been so good and I have one more question for you which is a typical wrap-up but before we hit that there's something I really need to ask you which is to have you share one of your biggest collaboration dreams oh my god I'm so glad you asked (laughs) Um, Adidas, Adidas. I have loved you since I was a small child. I love 420 Tarot and Adidas collaboration. I can see it. I've been painting it. It's in, you can see it throughout 420 Tarot social posts. I've actually made some of the clothes. I mean, you know, it's since the beginning, the flower, it kind of looks like a cannabis leaf. It's baked in already. Let's, Mm -hmm. uh, have some fun with it. (laughs) So explain or describe perhaps for anyone listening, describe the shirt that you have on now. I would say it's like maybe lavender color and the Adidas logo on top. We got some like blues, 
and greens. And I have drawn some very healthy buds growing out of it. And then along the bottom, I have using those buds in like some canna leaves, some flowers. Uh, I have a little pattern going on around the bottom and on the bottom of the sleeves. So let's just talk it big picture, like biggest, best, most beautiful collaboration. Would this simply be you designing a line of clothing through Adidas that has your imagery on it or go for it? Uh, I'm creating the patterns. I'm creating, you know, I have just anything I draw actually becomes like real clothes. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, I have all these little drawings of me wearing these beautiful track suits swimsuits that's what I really want I want I want outerwear and I want swimwear I love this because I know that you love swimming and you love hiking so how fun would that be right right we just spoke it out loud into this world it's gonna happen it's gotta happen oh my god I can't wait to like bring it back to this moment you know like well it's recorded now it's gotta happen uh oh Juliana this has been so fun okay So my last question for you today is about a shout out. So if you had the opportunity to give a shout out to an account, a person, an organization, a disruptor, an activist, or a change agent, who would it be? Well, I did. I do have two. I did mention one before, Cannabis Cutie, Tammy Pettigrew. Um, I'm in her higher learning book club. I learned so much about cannabis. It's just really cool. We all smoke weed and like read books and like talk about books together. Mm -hmm. And then... My tarot teacher, Jade T. Perry, has founded the Cecilia Weston Spiritual Academy. And that's where I've done my study, where I will continue to do my study in the future. It is a rigorous, rigorous place. And I'm just so, so grateful for everything that Jade and the teaching team has taught me. Hmm. Okay. I must say, this has been one of the most unique conversations I have had to date on the Bookstoop podcast as the host. And I'm so deeply appreciative for everything that you've brought forward today, for everything that you've shared. I'm excited to watch this collaboration with Adidas happen one day. And just even just to see your deck, to see where this goes for you. So yeah, Juliana, thank you so much for being a guest on the Bookstoop. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Please be sure to check out rowhousepublishing.com forward slash podcast for full episode transcriptions and guest image descriptions and the show notes for all the links. Talk soon.